بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين ما بعد so continuing with the chapter باب خوف المؤمن من ان يحبط عمله وهو لا يشعر the chapter the fear of the believer that his actions are nullified whilst he is unaware or whilst he doesn't perceive. This is a chapter we, we, we got to and we, we began reading into the chapter and uh, the explanation of Sheikh Salih Fawzan. And now we come to page uh, 177 for those who are following in Arabic text. Uh, the hadith within the chapter with his chain, Al Bukhari, he brings a chain and he says, Haddathana Muhammad. Ibn Ara'ara قال, who said حدثنا شعبة who said that شعبة narrated to us عن زبيد who narrated from Zubayd قال, who said سألت أبا وائل عن المرجية who said that I asked أبا وائل عن المرجية I asked him concerning the murjia, showing to us that this was the way of the Salaf that they would ask concerning the groups and the sects. They wouldn't just say, oh, all of them are Muslim. They were aware that there were sects that appeared, and so they would ask concerning them. Now I'm showing to us that we should be concerned about these groups and these sects. What are they upon? And who is on the truth and who is not on the truth? So he said, Sa'atu Abu Wa'il. And Abu Wa'il, he's a tabi'i. He is from the tabi'in. However, he reached the time of the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi However he didn't see him He never met the messenger of Allah He never saw him So he's considered as being a tabi'i This is Abu Wa'il This is Zubayd He says that I asked Abu Wa'il anil murji'a I asked him concerning the murji'a And as I said Abu Wa'il is from the tabi'in However he was from the Companions of, of uh, Ibn Mas'ud He was from the companions and the ashab Of Ibn Mas'ud Naam Faqal And so Abu Wa'il he said Haddathani Abdullah Anna al-Nabiyya Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Qal He said that that, that Abdullah narrated to me So who is he referring to here? Abdullah ibn Mas'ud So here Even though this is just a mention of Abdullah we know that what is meant here is Abdullah ibn Mas'ud because Abu Wa'il is from the Ashab of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. So the Abdullah here is Ibn Mas'ud. That the Prophet ﷺ that he said, Sibab al-Muslim fusuq wa qitaluhu kufr. Sibab al-Muslim fusuq. To abuse a Muslim is sin, fusuq. Wa qitaluhu and to fight him is Kufr is disbelief. So this is the hadith that we uh, begin with today. Uh, and Sheikh Salaf Ozan, he comments and he explains. Uh, he begins by saying, or quoting the uh, saying of the Rasulullah Sibab al-Muslim. The Sheikh, he says, amal. This is action. This is an action. And his statement, Fusuq, that it is sin, uh, the Sheikh explains that by saying the meaning of this is خروج من طاعة الله عز وجل. 
This is the meaning of fusuq and fisq. It is to exit the exit from the obedience to Allah. Wal murja yaqulun and the murja because remember this is who uh, Abu Wa'il is asking concerning. He asked uh, or Zubayr asked Abu Wa'il concerning this group or this sect, the murja'ah. The Sheikh now says that the murja'ah, they are those who say la, la yadurhada that sibab al-Muslim, abusing a Muslim, it doesn't affect, it doesn't harm. La yadurru al-Iman ma'asiyah that, that disobedience does not harm a person's iman. كَمَا لَا يَنْفَعْ مَعَ الْكُفْرِ Just as with disbelief, actions of obedience don't benefit along with disbelief. Along with uh, disbelief. So, a qiyas that they make, an analogy, analogy that they make, saying just as with a disbeliever, for example, he has kufr with him, right? He's a disbeliever. Any actions of ta'a that he performs, any actions of obedience that he performs, don't benefit him. So any good deeds he does, any charity, uh, yani, whatever those good deeds are, his uh, honesty, his um, charity, his good neighborliness, or whatever those good deeds may be, don't benefit him along with the kuf that he has. So they made the qiyas and they said, so... The opposite is that disobedience don't affect and it's okay as long as you have iman. You see? This is the analogy they made, but it's incorrect. It is incorrect. Uh, the Sheikh says, Naam, huwa la ma'al kufi ta'a. Yes, this, this is correct. It is correct to say that actions of obedience Along with disbelief, those actions of obedience do not benefit. That is correct to say. هذا sahih, this is correct. لكن أنه لا يضر مع الإيمان معصية هذا باطل. However, saying that uh, disobedience doesn't harm and affect um, as long as a person has the Iman, then this is uh, incorrect and this is false. بل يضر. Rather, uh, it does harm. تَضُرُّ الْمَعْصِيَ مَعَ الْإِيمَانِ Disobedience does uh, harm along with uh, yani a person, although he may have iman. تُنَقِّصُ iman It decreases a person's iman. فَهَذَا مِنْ إِسْتِحْقَارِ الْمَعَاصِي وَالْإِسْتِحْفَافِ بِالْمَعَاصِي وَالْإِعْرِ بِاللَّهِ The says that this is istihqar, this is belittling the affairs of the sins. Belittling the affairs of uh, the sins. وَالْإِسْتِخْفَافْ بِالْمَعَاصِيَنْ Again, lightening the uh, affairs, the affair of uh, disobedience and sins. And Allah's protection is, is sought from that. وَهَذَا عَمَلُ الْمُرْجِعَ And this is the way and the actions of the murjia. وَهِيَ فِئَ And the murjia, they are a, a, a misguided uh, group. Al-Irja Asluhu Fil-Lugha Now the Shaykh explains the linguistic meaning of Al-Irja From where they يعني, um, uh, يعني Acquire their name from The Murja Taken from the word Al-Irja 
and asluhu fil lugha and its origin in the in the Arabic language is a ta'khir to yani to delay something or to put something back to delay something or put something back and then the shaykh he quotes the saying of Allah tabarak wa ta'ala in surah tawba wa akharuna murjawna li amri Allah imma yu'adhibuhum wa imma yatub alayhim and others who will be made, made to wait and put back hmm, for Allah's decree. Imma hmm. uh, whether, whether, whether he will punish them or whether he will uh, accept their repentance. Hmm. So the Shaykh says, meaning their affair is delayed and put back. This is the meaning. تأخر شأنهم مرجعون مؤخرون لأمر الله يعني they, they, they were waiting and put back and يعني their affair is delayed إما يعذبهم either he will punish them or either he will uh, يعني forgive them and, 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 and uh, turn to them uh, in accepting their repentance نعم فالإرجاء في اللغة so the shaykh says that the meaning of الإرجاء in the language is التأخير and again we said that means to delay or to put something back سمي الذين لا يرون أن العمل من الإيمان مرجئة لأنهم أخروا العمل من الإيمان يعني those who see that actions يعني are not from إيمان they were, they were named with this term مرجئة because they أخروا العمل من الإيمان because they put back actions from إيمان they put uh, the affair of actions, uh, yani they delayed uh, the affair of actions or put them back from Iman. So they were termed and named with uh, the, the term Murjiah. And they are they are on the opposite spectrum, the opposite side of the spectrum, uh, as has preceded the Sheikh mentioned before. On the opposite spectrum of the Khawarij. The Khawarij. Because the Khawarij, the Shaykh says, Al Khawarij Tashaddadu. The Khawarij were, yani, yani, they were strict and they were, they, yani, they went to extreme. Wahakamu Alal Usat Bil Kufar. The Khawarij said what they did. They, they placed that judgment upon the sinful individuals. As being disbelievers, they declare the sinful as being disbelievers. Yani kufr, which expels them, disbelief, which takes them outside of Islam. Even if that sin hasn't reached the level of kufr. But as for these, the murjia, they were yani, lenient in the matter. They were lenient neg- and, 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 and negligent in this matter. In the Khawarij, they magnified the affairs of the sins. Yeah. But they went to extreme in this magnification. Yes, we, as Muslims, we, we have to magnify the sins. Yes. And we, we magnify disobedience. But they increase in this magnification. Uh, the Khawarij. And so they declared. As disbelievers, 
those who, because due to their magnification and increasing this magnification of the sins, they ended up declaring uh, the sinful Muslims as disbelievers. Haula uh, al-Khawarij. These are the Khawarij. But as for the Murji'ah, they yani, uh, were on the opposite side. They were negligent. They were negligent. And they increased in this yani, being lenient and, and, and neglectful and negligent. Up until they said, Al-Ma'asi la tabur. Sins don't, don't uh, harm. And so the likes of this hadith. As uh, some of the other mashaykh they mentioned in the explanation of this hadith. So when the Rasul said, Sibab al-Muslim fusuq, abusing a Muslim is sin. To them, Sibab al-Muslim iman. Right? Because it doesn't harm. Abusing another Muslim is a sin. But to them, sins don't affect and don't harm a person's iman. So to them, Sibab al-Muslim is iman. You understand? The Rasul Rasul is saying the complete opposite. Sibab al-Muslim fusuq. Sibab al-Muslim is sin. Naam. Fahum al naqid min ulaik. And so the murjia, they are on the opposite side of the pole. Um, yani, to the khawarij. Wakilat ta'ifatayn bal. And both of these two groups are misguided. Wakharij an hududillah. And they have exited the boundaries of Allah. وَالْوَاجِبْ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِ التَّوَسُّطِ وَالْإِعْتِدَالِ And that which is obligatory upon the Muslim or, or on the believer is to, يعني, to be on the middle course and الْإِعْتِدَالِ likewise to be balanced. لَا يَكُنْ مَعَ الْخَوَارِجِ فِي غُلُوِّهِمْ وَلَا يَكُنْ مَعَ الْمُرْجِئَةِ فِي تَسَاهُلِهِمْ He is not to be with the khawarij in their uh, extremism and them going... Uh, beyond, and nor is he to be with the murjia in their negligence, and their, and their, yani, their lenience. Al-an, naam. Al-an, da'una, aw yad'oon, nittasamuh. Sheikh now he says that, yani, these days, the people, they call to tasamuh. Tasamuh is to pardon. Pardon each other. Just pardon each other. Tasamuh. La tahasabu hadil umur. And this is their claim and their, what they call to. Don't bring each other to account. And in the various matters, don't don't talk about each other. Don't um, bring each other to account. Just pardon each other. And don't let these matters play on your mind. Don't let these things affect you. Don't, let, don't think about these things. And pardon the people. Even if they don't pray, don't just pardon them. Even if the people don't pray, the Muslims around you they don't pray. This is something that the people they call to. The Sheikh is obviously going to say, uh, explain how this is clearly incorrect. But this is like the murjia, uh, murjia, because salah is an action, and actions are not from iman. This is yani, something which they, they, the likes of the murjia. This is something they'll say. Don't bring the people to account. Even if the people don't pray. Even if they don't fast. Even if they don't pay the zakat and give the zakat. Pardon. Pardon the people. And forgive them. Pardon them. So how, how do they explain the hellfire in the jannah? 
يعني the, the, the murji'ah still have certain actions which is kufr. Yani according to them, those things which are kufr, then that will necessitate the fire. But to them, the sins are not. So for example, kufr such as disbelieving clearly outright in the, in the Qur'an, or mockery of the Qur'an and so on, yani, uh, certain sins according to them, and according to the scholars, certain things which do expel. But the general sins, yani, according to them, they don't uh, expel. So this is again something which they claim. They'd say to you that this is tashaddud. This is you being يعني, uh, stern and severe. That you, you judge the people in these affairs about their prayer and their fasting and so on. They say with the claim that this is uh, يعني, you being strict. The Sheikh is, is saying يعني, uh, uh, are we to have uh, and pardon each other in, in those things which are from the rights of Allah? To read and to samah you that you want to pardon. To samah fi haqqiq ant. Shaykhi says that if you want to pardon, then pardon when it comes to your right. If someone owes you something, someone owes you some money, someone owes you some money, if you want to pardon, that's your right to have that money back. If you want to pardon, all right, pardon in your right. Uh, but not in the rights of Allah. As for you wanting to pardon people as it, re- as it relates to the rights of Allah, that you say, you say no, you don't have to pray to Allah. That's the right of Allah, that, he, that, 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 that a person prays to Allah. Um, so the Sheikh says, as for you pardoning the rights of Allah, you can pardon your own rights, yes. But pardoning the rights of Allah, then the Sheikh he says that this is saying upon Allah that yani, uh, without knowledge and talking um, about Allah wa ta'ala, saying upon Allah uh, yani, uh, without knowledge. Now, it is not permissible for us to pardon uh, in the matters of the religion. Allah Jalla wa Ala amara bi al hudud. Allah commanded with establishing. The uh, prescribed punishments, the hudud, and he ordered with establishing the ta'zir. Ta'zir is basically those rule, those matters, and those punishments which go back to the ruler. And those matters where there is no fixed uh, punishment within the text, but it just goes back to the ruler, such as banishment or whatever he seeks to do. Yani, this is something which goes back to the ruler. But, but nevertheless, Allah commanded with establishing these matters. That those prescribed punishments which are clearly coming from the Sunnah, and likewise those affairs which uh, go uh, at the discretion of the leaders. Ad-Din laysa mujamala. The Sheikh says that our, the religion, there is no mujamala in it. Meaning that we, know, we now suddenly we just become friendly with one another, um, and there's no blame. Um, and we just compromise. This is the meaning of mujamala. In the religion, there is no mujamala, and wala uh, and neither is there any, uh, yani lenience and, and being negligent. But however, these people they come and they say that pardon one another. The religion of Islam is that to pardon one another. Now, so the Sheikh he says, fima yujuz fihi 
The Sheikh says that we're allowed to have, yes, pardon, in those things where we're allowed to pardon one another. In those things we're allowed to. For example, someone uh, yani kills uh, another individual. If that the family of the one who was killed, if they want to pardon the the killer and the murderer from the prescribed punishment and, and to accept the blood money, that's at their discretion. They, they can pardon. They can pardon. That's up to them. So that's something where Islam allows yani, to some. Or in yani, everyday matters, if a person owes you something, your right is that yani, you, you should be given that thing back, whether that's money or whatever. But if you want to pardon, then that's, that's something at your discretion. And that's something at your discretion. So these matters, we're allowed to have a tsamuh. Uh, we're allowed to pardon one another. As for the rights of Allah, That's for the rights of Allah, it is not allowed for us to have pardon, uh, to pardon one another uh, in them. Until Allah himself, he pardons. Oh, Ya'afullah, oh, Allah, yani he forgives. Amma ant, as for you, fala tamlik an tasamah an hukukullah. As for you, then you don't possess the ability to pardon, uh, yani, the rights of Allah. Walihada, man tasamaha an iqamat al hudud, la'anahullah azawajal. Therefore, the one who pardons, pardons the, uh, Yani the establishment of the punish of the of the prescribed punishment. Yani he pardons uh, someone, a ruler, for example. He pardons someone from the punishment being applied to an individual. Yani, and he should. Yani, he he's deserving of being punished according to the Sharia. If he pardons that matter, then he is cursed by Allah. Now, as the Rasul he said. من حالت شفاعته دون حد من حدود الله فقد ضاد فقد ضاد الله. That whoever comes in between, whoever comes in between, يعني his his shafa'ah, his intercession, he intercedes between a punishment from the punishments of Allah, then he then he has opposed Allah. And so the Sheikh says again, it is not permissible to pardon uh, in. Those matters, except for, like we mentioned, where Allah Himself, yani, He encourages, uh, yani, uh, people to pardon, hmm? or He allows that there is pardon in that. Like we give the example, if a, if someone wants to pardon the the one who who transgressed and killed someone from yani his family, and they want to pardon from the prescribed punishment, which is that he is put to death, yeah, that he's put to death. But if they want to pardon that, and they want to accept the blood money. Then that is something that Allah has prescribed in the first place. He's the one who, who has allowed that. And then the Shaykh he quotes uh, the hadith of the Rasulullah um, wherein he said, Ta'afaw fima bainakum. Pardon, pardon in that which is between you. Pardon one another in that which is between you. Qabla an ta'tuni. Before you come to me. Before you come to me. Fama balagani min had faqad wajab. But whatever comes to me, whatever comes to me after you have disputed or يعني, that, that which is between you comes to me, then it becomes obligatory. Then it's obligatory for me to establish the punishment. 
the prescribed punishment. But as for before it reaches, this is why the scholars they say the person and question the question comes, um, yeah, it's come a number of times to the, to, to the people of knowledge. A person he commits zina, person he commits zina. He's married, but he sleeps with another woman. His punishment is death, according to this Sharia, and of course that is in the Muslim lands by the Muslim ruler. However, is it better for him that he conceals that, or is it better for him to go to the ruler and have the punishment applied to him? Many of the scholars say it's better that he conceals it, and he makes tawbah, sincere tawbah, Allah will forgive him. If he's sincere in that, then he doesn't return to it. If he's sincere, Allah forgives all the sins, even shirk. Allah forgives. However, if it reaches the imam, then it's obligatory. Then it is obligatory that uh, it is it is uh, carried out due to such a hadith. No. And likewise, uh, the hadith, إِذَا بَلَغَ الْإِمَامِ فَلَعَنَهُ اللَّهِ الشَّافِعِ وَالْمُشَفَّعِ When it reaches the imam, when the affair reaches the imam, then uh, the curse of Allah is upon the one who intercedes and the one for whom he intercedes. And so in these matters, in the affairs of the religion, such as these that we mentioned, the, punish, the prescribed punishments, and in these situations, in the rights of Allah, there is no tasamuh. وَكَذَلِكَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ Likewise, the Prophet he said, uh, Allah, may Allah curse the one who gives protection to the muhdith. Muhdith, the scholars of tafsir, they mention um, muhdith, he is the sinful individual. The sinful individual. And likewise, the innovator. The innovator. Now, in uh, the context of this hadith, as you know, um, it's in the Sahihain, the Prophet said that Medina is a sacred sanctuary. So whoever, man uh, ahdatha uh, fiha, whoever, whoever, Whoever yani, performs a sin within it or whoever innovates in it. Because ahdatha can take this meaning. As you constantly hear in the khutbah or when the imam he begins his khutbah in the khatib on Yom al-Jum'ah when he begins the khutbah uh, um, did you hear? Uh, <coughs> Indeed the, the most evil of affairs are the muhdathat. And the newly invented matters. Mm, the, and so the innovations. And every muhdatha bid'ah. And every muhdatha is a bid'ah. And so uh, the muhdith is the one who commits a sin or he innovates. And so here within this hadith, may Allah curse the one who gives protection to such an individual. And the reason why Medina is, it's, it's, it applies everywhere. Not just in Medina, but the reason why Medina was mentioned in this hadith because of the sacred, <coughs> yani, um, uh, the sanctity of Medina. And the fact that a person has the nerve to innovate into the religion and to commit sin in Medina when the Prophet is, 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 is buried there and his masjid is right there. And so it's greater for him, the one who does it there. Uh, but uh, innovation is haram everywhere, whether it's in Medina or outside of Medina. Now, um, and so again, another proof to show how um, yani, uh, this is something which is not allowed 
to uh, have to samuh in these affairs. And the Shaykh says, insan alayhi had jarima. The person upon him is a punishment that is to be applied. Some punishment that that that, that he uh, or some sin or some crime, jarima, some crime that he he performed, and there is a punishment that is to be applied to him. Yati shafs, he comes to an individual. Wayahmi, and that individual protects him, gives him protection, sanctuary, protects him. La yuqam alayhi had, and he prevents the had the punishment from being applied to him. Hada malun, this individual is cursed, and this is the meaning of that hadith. Allah Ta'ala He commanded with Sarama. Sarama is sternness. Sarama is sternness. Allah commanded with sternness for Iqamat al Hudud. He commanded with being stern when it comes to the establishment and, 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 and carrying out of the, the Hudud. As just, we, we, we just heard. That once it reaches the Imam and the ruler, فَقَدْ وَجَبْ Now it's obligatory. Allah didn't command at that point. To have to 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 forgive and pardon. No, at that point, wajab obligation. And the Prophet ﷺ said, he said that the people before uh, were destroyed because whenever a poor, whenever a rich person would would uh, carry out a sin, which which required a, a prescribed punishment, they would forgive them and pardon them. But whenever a poor individual and a person of lesser standing, a person of no standing. When he would commit or she would commit sin, and the the, 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 the background of this is in that woman who, found it, who who committed fornication, and when Usama bin Zaid, he, he 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 her people, they asked Usama bin Zaid to intercede, that the, the prescribed punishment is not to be applied to her. Then Usama bin Zaid, when he interceded, then mentioned this hadith. He mentioned made this statement. Those before were destroyed. Those before you were destroyed because whenever a, a rich person or a person of standing, uh, whenever there was a prescribed punishment to be applied to that individual, they would pardon them. But whenever a poor individual would do the same thing, they would apply the punishment. And then he said, by, by Allah, uh, uh, even if uh, Fatima bint Muhammad was to steal, then I would chop off her hand. Now, And so the Shaykh, he says, uh, that Allah Taala He commanded with sternness as it relates to the establishment uh, and the implementation of the prescribed punishments, and bringing the criminals to punishment. In order for them to, يعني, be deterred. In order for them to be deterred, and likewise, himayatan lihadiddin min al-talab. Likewise, in order to protect this religion from being played around with. Naam? Naam. And so we come uh, now to the next hadith. Uh, and Al-Bukhari brings the chain. Uh, he says, Akhbarana Qutayba ibn Sa'id. Who said, Haddathna Ismail ibn Ja'far. Who narrated from? Humayd. Who said, Haddathni Anas ibn Malik. رضي الله عنه قال أخبرني عبادة عبادة ابن صامت رضي الله عنه What do you know, notice about this chain? Yeah, so this is a, a رواية رواية الصحابي عن صحابي a companion narrating from another companion and this can happen Abdullah ibn Abbas if you recall we said he's from the Muqthirin 
from the seven companions who narrated over a thousand. The rest of them below a thousand. So the Mukthirin are those who have been given that title when we say Kathir, it's from that word. Yeah, and it seems to be plentiful. Mukthirin, those who narrated plenty of ahadith, meaning over a thousand. Abdullah ibn Abbas is from them, right? However, Abdullah ibn Abbas, Ibn Sheikh Hassan ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions that Abdullah ibn Abbas, when you look at all, when you gather all of his narrations, the number of ahadith wherein he says, Samit to Rasulullah is only about 20. That he actually heard from the Rasulullah are about 20 from those thousand. Hmm? Because he was young, Abdullah ibn Abbas was young. He's mentioned he was about maybe 15, 16 when the Prophet passed away. Hmm? And so, yani, the majority of the hadith he heard from other companions. Nah. But as for the ones that he heard directly, only a few. Shaykh Samir Tami, he mentioned about 20. Something like that. Nah. Uh, so this is Ruwait uh, Sahabi and Sahabi. Anis ibn Malik from Ubadah. Radiallahu anhumah. أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم خرج يخبر بليلة القطر. The Rasulullah he he came out wanting to inform them of ليلة القطر when ليلة القطر is. فتلاحا فتلاحا رجلان من المسلمين يعني تخاصما فتلاحا يعني تخاصما وتنازع. Meaning that two men they began to dispute, they began to debate and dispute. نعم فقال أن سبب الرسول صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول إني خرجت لأخبركم بليلة القدر and I came out in order to inform you of ليلة القدر وإنه تلاحى فلان وفلان but so and so and so and so they began to dispute in front of me فرفعت and so it was raised Meaning the knowledge of that night, Laylatul Qadr, was then raised, taken from me. وَعَسَىٰ أَنْ يَكُونَ خَيْرًا لَكُمْ And perhaps it is better for you. And perhaps that is better for you. That it's been raised. Then the Rasulullah he said, إِلْتَمِسُوهَا Meaning, أُطْلُبُوهَا Meaning, seek seek it, search for it. فِي السَّبْعِ وَالْتِسْعِ وَالْخَمْسِ Seek it, يعني on on the, يعني the the ninth or the seventh or the fifth, يعني the odd nights. Now, and so Sheikh Salaf Fazan he says that the Rasulullah Sallam خرجه من بيته. He came out from his house. يريد أن يخبر أصحابه رضي الله عنهم بليلة القدر في أي ليلة هي. That he wanted to tell them and inform them. Of Laylatul Qadr, which night exactly it was. فحصلت خصومة, but they began and they, يعني they they began a dispute in front of him. تخاصم عنده رجلان, two men began to dispute. فشغله عن بيان Laylatul Qadr, and they preoccupied him away from explaining when Laylatul Qadr is. ثم نسيها صلى الله عليه وسلم. Then he forgot it. نعم. قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم رفعت يعني نسيها. This is the meaning. Not that Laylatul Qadr itself is now raised and there's no more Laylatul Qadr. Meaning that the he يعني he was made to forget. He was made to forget. The Rasulullah was made to forget by Allah. Now يعني رفعت من ذاكرته. It was raised from his memory. ذاكرة means memory. 
So it was raised from his memory. لا أنها رفعت من رمضان. Not that Laylatul Qadr was raised from Ramadan. لا, uh, no. رفعت من ذاكرته صلى الله عليه وسلم. It was raised from his memory. ثم قال لعل في ذلك خيرا. Then he said that perhaps in that, يعني is good and it is better. لأنه إذا خفيت عليهم وعندهم رغبة في الخير سيكثرون من قيام الليل. Shaykh says because if it is if that knowledge of Laylatul Qadr is is hidden from them, خفيت عليهم is hidden from them. Uh, and they have that rabba and that zeal to, to, for good, to, yani in, in performing good actions and the actions of obedience, then they will be plentiful uh, in qiyam al-layl, in standing the night. Naam. Wa fi liyali. And in all of the nights of Ramadan. Min ajli itimasiha. Min ajli itimasiha. Naam. In order for them to, yani, seek out that night. Naam. Fayahsul. Um, and so then, as a result of that, as a result of Laylatul Qadr being hidden from them, the exact night, and then يعني, seeking it out in all of the nights, then they, uh, by way of that, they acquire an increase uh, of reward and of goodness. Now, and so hiding. Uh, or the, the, the affair of Laylatul Qadr being hidden, and when exactly it is being hidden, is better for them than it being made clear to them. Because had it been explained to them exactly when Laylatul Qadr uh, is, then they would have just يعني, restricted themselves to that night. يعني, their, their worship would have been restricted to that night. وَإِذَا أُخْفِيَتْ وَعِنْدَهُمْ رَغْبَةً فِي الْخَيْرِ فَسَيْقُومُونَ كُلَّ اللَّيَالِ نعم رَغْبَةً فِي مُصَادِفَتِهَا فَيَحْسُنُونَ عَلَى قِيَامِ رَمَضَانِ كُلَّهُ كَامِلًا هَذَا هُوَ الْخَيْرِ فَيَحْسُنُ لَهُمْ قِيَامِ رَمَضَانِ وَيَحْسُنُ لَهُمْ قِيَامِ لَيْلَةِ الْقَدْرِ أَلَيْسَ هَذَا خَيْرًا نعم so the Shaykh says that if it's hidden from them and they have that zeal to, 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 to do good يعني on Laylatul Qadr uh, then they will stand every night in order for them yani, or, or from their, their zeal in trying to yani, coincide with Laylatul Qadr رَغْبَةً فِي مَسَادِفَتِهَا مُسَادِفَتِهَا the fact that they have zeal that their worship throughout those days one of those days I'm going to coincide with Laylatul Qadr now, and so by way of this they uh, achieve Standing Ramadan, all of it. Naam? Hada huwa al-khayr. The Shaykh says that this is good. And so they stand the whole of Ramadan and they end up, by way of that, standing Laylatul like Qadr without doubt, if they stood every night. Alaysa hada khayran. The Shaykh says, he poses a question, he says, is, that, is this not a good thing? And then the Shaykh answers and he says, of course, this is a good thing. Wallahu jalla wa ala akhfaha li hikmah. Allah ta'ala wa ta'ala, he hid it, he hid that night Due to a wisdom, لِأَجْلِ أَنْ يَجْتَهِدَ الْمُسْلِمُونَ فِي كُلِّ رَمَضَانٍ فِي كُلِّ رَمَضَانٍ وَلِأَجْلِ أَنْ يَتَمَيَّزَ الرَّاغِبُ فِي الْخَيْرِ مِنَ الْكَسْلَانِ The wisdom behind this is that uh, Allah hid it so that the Muslims would strive, would strive throughout the whole of Ramadan, and also in order to 
to distinguish the raghib fil khair from the kaslan in order to distinguish the one who has that desire one who yani uh, wants to to do good uh, and to be yani to, to worship allah it distinguishes him from the one who is just a lazy individual if yani if he, he, if the night of Laylatul Qadr was clear which night it was then everybody would stand that night even the lazy one naam al kaslan alladhi yaqul this is the kaslan. This is the lazy one, the one who says that I will not stand except for the night of Al Qadr. Ma damat ujinat la akum illa hiya. And he says that as long as it, as long as it has been explained when it is, then I'm not going to stand except for that night. This is the lazy one. Amar ravi fil khair fa innu yakum kull Ramadan rabbatan fil khair. As for the one who has that zeal, that he stands all of Ramadan. Now, thumma qala. صلى الله عليه وسلم التمسوها في السبع البواقي أو التسع. and then the Prophet he said and this is slightly different wording uh, but uh, seek it out ليلة القدر seek it out in the seven or nine remaining nights of Ramadan يعني في العشر الأواخر in the last ten التمسوها في العشر الأواخر في العشر الأواخر وفي الأوتار آكل Seek it out in the last ten. وفيل أوتار أوتار جمع وتر. Plural of وتر. Seek it out in the أوتار that is آكل that is more stressed. يعني to seek it out in the odd nights of the last ten. نعم. أوتار العشر عشر الأواخر آكل يعني الحادي والعشرين الثالث والعشرين الخامس والعشرين السابع والعشرين التاسع والعشرين. That doesn't need translation, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. 21, 20, uh, 23rd, 25th, 27th, and 29th. Naam. These are the Otar. This is with the Hussab. Hussab is from the word Hisab. Uh, the, يعني the عدد الفردي يعني the single numbers they are the water they are the odd ones the odd numbers يعني was was زوجي يعني the the pair the the paired numbers then they are الشفعة the even numbers الشفعة and so why the Prophet يعني the water in the night is to be odd right water odd however if you miss the water then يعني you can pray uh, in the morning but Shaf'an as even, even numbers. Shaf'an, naam. This is the meaning of Witr and Shaf'an. Uh, but su'ab, a question, my brothers. Look at this hadith. This hadith is concerning what? Ramadan. Ramadan, Qadr. What's the munasibah? What's the relevance between this hadith and between the chapter? What's the chapter? Go back to the chapter heading. Al Bukhari brings what chapter heading? باب خوف المؤمن من أن يحبط عمله وهو لا يشعر. Chapter the fear of the believer that his actions are nullified whilst he doesn't perceive. So what's the relevance between that hadith and this and the chapter heading and even before that the hadith before look at the hadith before Bukhari brings what was the hadith سباب المسلم فسوق وقتاله كفر 
abusing a Muslim is sin, and to uh, fight him is kufr. But that kufr, as we know, is a kufr, which is the lesser, not the kufr that expels. It's the minor kufr. What's the proof for that? The ayah in Surah Al-Hujarat. وَإِنْ طَائِفَتَانِ مِنَ الْمُؤْمِنِينِ اِقْتَتَلُوا The ayah, as you know, and we went through the explanation. If two parties from the believers, they fight. Allah referred to both of them as believers. They are still believers. So this action is taking place between them. Qital is taking place. But Allah did not declare them as disbelievers. So this shows that kufr here in this hadith is not that kufr al-mukhrij min al-millah which ex- exits a person from al-Islam. Now, And then Allah mentioned فَأَصْلِهُ بَيْنَ أَخْوَيْكُمْ Rectify between your brothers. Allah refers, told us to rectify and he called them our brothers. Now, but what's the relevance? Firstly, between that hadith and the, and the chapter heading. So the hadith, let's, let's start with the hadith of, um, so the hadith before this last one that we took, the hadith uh, of um, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, Sibab al-Muslim. Some people, uh, it's basically, some people might think uh, abusing a Muslim, take this mass lightly, so remember, Hadi Rahimullah's trying to highlight the, the importance of them, how easy it is to fall into those mass. Basically, mm. lose your uh, deeds. and and also, Ahsant, uh, also, yani if you if you, yani we can see that Al Bukhari, yani a major, yani reason of him bringing all of these hadith and all of these chapters is as a refutation, right, on the murjia to show that actions are from iman. The reputation of the Murja, the Ashair and others, um, as we're going to see, actions to them is not from Iman. Al-Bukhari is clearly showing that actions is from Iman. And how the Sibab of the Muslim is sin. Sibab of the Muslim is sin. And as a reputation of the Murja to, sh- to show that the sins do affect. Do affect a person's uh, Iman. Because they say... That the person who commits the sins, the major sins, then they don't affect him. Right? They say that it doesn't affect his iman. Now, so that's the intent behind that. The reason why Al Bukhari brings this hadith is to show how these two men who were disputing in front of, in, before the Rasul, to show how that action. How it nullified something. And what did it nullify? The knowledge, the knowledge. And it took away the knowledge of Laylatul Qadr being explained to them. Because if you recall, the, uh, and we studied this yani, very recently, um, where Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, He mentions, Ya ayyuhaladina amanu, la tarfa'u aswatakum fawqa sawtin nabi. Or you who believe, do not raise your voices above the voices of the Rasul These two men, they, they raise their voices before the Rasul And in the completion of that, that ayah, what does Allah say? وَلَا تَجَحَرُوا لَهُ بِالْقَوْلِ كَجَحْرِ بَعْدِكُمْ لِبَعْفِ And don't, na'am, and don't uh, yani speak to him yani with a raised voice just as you do with one another. You have to speak to the Rasul with 
adab, with manners. Don't raise your voices in front of him. That you, that your actions are nullified whilst you are unaware. And so because of them raising their voices before the Rasulullah then يعني, this knowledge of Laylat uh, al-Qadr uh, was taken away. Now. Actually, it's related to where I prayed my salah in Jummah at work, and uh, I find that people come and give adhan, uh, but they actually don't know to give adhan. They just mm. come and give adhan, and it doesn't even it just recites it very, very often. <laughs> so, is, is the Imam supposed to be controlling that? Is in, in the Muslim should be appointed by the. So you're talking about masjid? Is this a masjid? Or it's a musalla. It's a musalla. Is it like a workplace? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whether it's the adhan or whether it's the salah, yani the, the ruling is the same. The scholars they mentioned that the one who gives the adhan, the one who uh, leads the people in salah, then he should be one who knows uh, yani the, the, uh, the Arabic language yani, uh, least, even if he doesn't understand. And able to, to 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 understand what he's saying, know the Arabic language, and be a speaker of the Arabic language, that his qira'ah itself has to be correct, and his pronunciation has to be correct. Yani, so as to not change the meanings, the adhan and so on, and likewise in the salah. Uh, and so uh, if there is one who is present, or those who are present who uh, are more befitting, then it is not allowed for the one who uh, yani, makes mistakes 
in the adhan or makes mistakes in the qira'ah in, in the salah uh, that he leaves the prayers. Haram then for him to do that because yani, if he was the only one, now that's a different case. Like you can follow nafs and illa Right? But if so long as there are others who are more capable, then it is obligatory upon them to go forward. And they should not put him forward. So the Imam should not put forward someone who he knows yani, makes mistakes and has lahm. And yani, he, he has a Easy tongue, and he, and he doesn't pronounce the letters correctly, or he extends where he shouldn't extend, and so on, uh, which again can uh, uh, can change the meaning. So um, it's the imams but as for a musalla, usually in musalla there's no fixed imam, there's no fixed any nidam and system going on. Just whoever comes and they, you know whoever comes first gives the adhan and so on. Um, for Juma they have a fixed imam. Uh, yeah, and uh, and it's. This, he should oversee, he should overlook, and yani, he should. If he, it's possible that sometimes yani, you don't know an individual, you don't know how he's going to give the adhan or, and so on, you don't know his pronunciation up until he gives it. <laughs> uh, and so then he should, he, you know, if he sees that there are some individuals who are like that, then he shouldn't get, he shouldn't ask he them to do that. Like singing somebody, yeah, no, no. And now, so the next chapter, my brothers, is the Su'al Jibreel and Nabi Sallam and Al Iman. Uh, the well-known incident, the uh, incident wherein Jibreel salam, he came to the Prophet sallam, and he asked him concerning Iman, Al-Islam Al-Ihsan, and he asked him concerning knowledge of the hour. And that is that hadith uh, which comes at the beginning of Sahih Muslim. That's the first hadith in Sahih Muslim. The first hadith of Bukhari is al-amal bin niyat. This, this hadith is it's the exact same incident. It's when Jibreel came, but this is through the riwayah of Abu Hurairah. As we're going to see the hadith of Abu Hurairah. As for the hadith that Imam Muslim brings at the beginning, that's through Umar al-Khattab. So we don't say it is muttafaq alayh. Muttafaq alayh means agreed upon. Remember that term that the scholars of hadith they use, muttafaq alayh, agreed upon by al-Shaykhan, al-Bukhari Muslim, is when the Sahabi, the rawi of the hadith, the Sahabi is the same, and the text is the same. Here, the incident is the same, but the the rawi of the hadith differs. In the hadith of Muslim, that's Amr al-Khattab. And it's slightly different wording, but here it's uh, through Abu Huraira. But we, we do say still it's muttafaq alayh because Imam Muslim does bring the exact same one through Abu Huraira. In Kitab al-Iman, after the hadith of Amr al-Khattab, about uh, three or four hadith later, he brings the same incident of Jibreel coming, but through the riwayah of and through the narration of Abu Huraira, uh, which is slightly different wording but the same uh, incident. Uh, so we'll leave that inshallah until the next. That's Hada Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.